0: Hi friends! In today's episode we are talking to Simon Westergaard-Lex, business and organizational anthropologist and a tenure-track assistant professor of social anthropology at the University of Copenhagen. We explore with Simon the topic of designing applied anthropology courses and industry-academia collaboration. What are the challenges when designing such courses? How does Simon avoid dilemmas an anthropologist might face working with the corporate world? And what methods and principles does he embrace to ensure that all parties involved benefit from the applied research? He tells about project of productive collaboration in which the interlocutors are equal partners throughout the fieldwork and after. Lastly, Simon shares what he believes to be the conditions needed to create spaces, where transdisciplinary communities can achieve the best results. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, friends. We are here today with Simon Lex, um, an anthropologist. Hi, Simon. Before we dive into your fascinating trajectory, uh, I wonder if you can tell me and our listeners a little bit about um, yeah, your life as an anthropologist. How how did it start? It? Um, how did you end up on the path that you are in today?
1: Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I'm well, I'm a tenant Track Assistant Professor at the Department of Anthropology at the University of Copenhagen mm-hmm. here in Denmark, and where I work within the area of, of business and organization anthropology, and that's something I've done for the last uh, 10 years or so. Um, I've explored themes like innovation, um, organizational change, and lately, lately I've also studied um, sustainable communities and and so-called mm-hmm. smart cities, or the digitalization of, of, of urban infrastructures. And something which I've um, yeah worked with uh, all, all, all along is also how we, as anthropologists, also as researchers at university, how we engage, how we intervene in society in different kinds of Organizations, both public and private. So, so that's, yeah, that's what I I, I do um, in our department. And well, um, it all started back. Well, I, where I found business anthropology, organizational anthropology, was back actually during my bachelor's. I was um, I studied in Aarhus, also a city in Denmark, and I was introduced to a course on organization anthropology by. By Jakob Kasey Jensen, who is also an anthropologist. he then and, and yeah, he works within organization anthropology. so so I've been working within this area for for, yeah, during my studies and also, do my work life the last ten years, so 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 yeah, I'm very yeah. much uh, into the business yeah. and organization. Well, the I, I
0: was wondering, um, how would you define um, this concept of intervention and effect from your perspective?
1: Yeah, well, w- what we do is is is, is working together with um, different kinds mm-hmm. of organizations. So both our students and also some of our. Our staff at, at, at the at the department, so as researchers we we, we collaborate with um, with private and and public uh, organizations, also with civil society. And I'm enrolled in in different uh, projects where we work with uh, public municipalities here in, in in Copenhagen on these matters of, for example, sustainable communities digitalization mm-hmm. of urban infrastructures so it's very much about collaborating and 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 trying to with our more uh, our anthropological approach perspective our research to interact with different uh, people citizens uh, employees managers in public and private organizations so it's it's very much about both mm-hmm. during our field work but also in in different kinds of events conferences etc so so it's very much to be not only sitting in the university and do our <laughs> writing our <laughs> our research articles and, and books and so forth but also be part of yeah. part of our society. how
0: have you experienced this kind of intersection between academia and industry any any space any spaces of um how do you say spaces of uh, contradiction or spaces of um, of you know connection like can you tell me a little bit about that
1: I've, I've done a lot. Um, I, I actually i did uh, i did my uh, PhD mm-hmm. in in, an, in a Danish organization. The, I actually did it in yeah. uh, what we call an industrial PhD um, in mm-hmm. the Scandinavian postal services. Uh, uh, so I was working there for, for during my, my PhD. I was doing my my, my um, field work and also some of my my studies in the headquarters here in Copenhagen. Um, studying as i mentioned organizational change innovation and and in this specific organization which is very traditional and and uh, conservative institution um so so the postal services here in denmark or in scandinavia was actually founded back in 1624 Mm -hmm. so so it's a very old and traditional organization a huge organization with a lot of challenges Mm -hmm. due to digitalization so they wanted to be more innovative they wanted to to make a so-called turnaround and and so i was enrolled in this work to try to understand okay how do they try to to make change in the organization how do they um how do they uh, implement integrate new kinds of 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 um, organizational endeavors and for me as an anthropologist it was an and f- unforgettable time so so i merged into the daily work life i was also a res- resource uh, in 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 a business unit there participated in different kinds of projects during these three years three years working with new technologies like uh, 3d print augmented reality so i was basically part of this institution uh, and and also of course part of uh, what you could might call a new liberal change for this um, this former pivotal public institution being being marketized marginalized also in our society so so and and of course during that time there's a lot of different interests there's a lot of different um yeah maybe contradictions that also you as a researcher and as a politist you need to maneuver you need to balance also for example one example which i found uh maybe challenging was also that it was not it was it was a fascinating time, but, but there was also a lot of layoffs, a lot of firings going on. So I had many good colleagues or interlocutors that were fired during my time there. Uh people who had started mm-hmm. the, in the organization 30, thirty, forty years ago. So they had all their life there, the work life there, in the same institution now losing their jobs. So also how do I Ethically, uh, managed to be critical towards, um, or not towards, but but with perhaps this organisation, and in a, in a difficult time for many of these these employees. So that was that was something I, I had to balance. But but I think, to me, it was important not to see my work only as something where okay, I'm mm-hmm. writing a PhD on the organisation. I may be sharing some recommendation after my fieldwork, after my analysis, but also see this as an ongoing uh, mm-hmm. collaboration or correspondence mm-hmm. with the people working. There. Uh, so share ideas, insights, mm-hmm. observations along the way. So so in, in, in a sense, the day-to-day engagements mm-hmm. in the field, during fieldwork, anthropology in this sense is not uh, mm. alone yeah. and retrospective description of what is going on in this organization but also has a more productive process of or, or it is yes. a pro- productive process of making so this is also mm. part of the engagement how did they see you in, well in, in the beginning i it was um, okay i was i was an in, mm. a new industrial phd student mm. and i was actually hired there so i became part of a team but but they saw me as an anthropologist doing studying the organization and also trying to perhaps help them. <laughs> they needed help and and of course, this was very difficult also for me i was I was young and I was new in the field but but still, they also saw me in the beginning as a researcher from 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 outside. but during yeah the first time there, mm. I became a, a, a colleague there. I was part of the community in the organization, and I think that was also extremely. Important to me to 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 have time to 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 merge into the organisation.
0: Yeah, uh, how did you navigate the business. ethics of of um, of moving in between these positionalities?
1: Well, I think it was important for me to to rather quickly i started doing most observation i was sitting in an open office so i could like observe what was going on in the everyday life there and i was enrolled in project on on yeah on different matters on, on how to change the organization um but but so in the beginning I, I was i tried to build up some kind of organizational sensibility in order to understand uh, what was going on and from there uh ongoing and to or I think it was important to improvise uh, during during my work there and to not yeah, of course be critical but also critical mm. in a constructive way. So I was not there to, to yeah. deconstruct everything, but actually also try to say, Okay, I'm in a position where I can say things that perhaps an ordinary employee cannot. So I was I got a license mm-hmm. to be critical, so to speak so that was something which the management and also the employees um, accepted so so i was sometimes actually some of the my my interlocutors came to me and told me about some of the issues of their everyday work some of their challenges because they also could see that okay maybe i could actually bring this not directly like telling that okay this person has yeah. told me that this is a problem but um try to to share some of these issues problematic uh, mm-hmm. issues in the everyday life with uh, with uh, people working there, management. As did, did you before. have
0: people that saw it or experienced it as another form of silencing? Because I'm, I've also been part of, of several applied anthropology projects where, um, where you get this license to be critical because the company or the management uh, puts you in this position of expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other side, when employees uh, see uh, that that some of the truths or their opinions that they have told over the years and they haven't been taking, uh, they haven't been listened to, comes from a from another expert. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced that there are groups that that kind mm-hmm. of get um, unhappy with this. They say, "Well, who are you to be listened to, and who am I not to be listened to?" When mm-hmm. we are saying literally the same thing.
1: No, I didn't experience that. I think I was I was sitting in, in one area of of the company. Mm-hmm. You you have to see it's it's a really large company. Thousands of employees working there yeah. and people with a lot of experience. And I was not I was yes, I had another I had another perspective. I was an, an anthropologist, but I was not an 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 expert in in, in the organization yeah. <laughs> yet. So 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 the the real experts were the were the people working there. And they were also um if they were, for example, if there was a new innovation strategy implemented from above, they were critical. Yeah. They were also like resisting different kinds of, um, yeah, maybe not that meaning, meaningful strategic um, ideas or yeah. visions from, from top management. So, so I, I know I didn't experience that. But I think still that they, yeah, I think they still could could in some mm-hmm. way use me also like a person that that manure between different hierarchies and different different layers in the organization. So that's also something that you as an organization anthropologist, of course, need to be aware of that you are there studying. Yeah, of course, but they are also studying you and they have that kind of interest and they try to use you. And that's, that's also something you have to be aware of. I've actually, because here in Denmark, and maybe it's, it's the same in, around europe or uh, anthropology has also got like Mm. a certain brand value so okay we have an anthropologist hired here and maybe people are not that familiar with what is actually anthropology but still they they Mm. they wow we have an anthropologist so i've experienced that that's that that the innovation manager he took me to different meetings, <laughs> like going. Okay, I have my anthropologist yeah. with me. That was that was okay. I was okay. That's no problem. You can do that, yeah. and I got access to different kinds of meetings. So that yeah. was fine. So
0: it's a, an exchange that happens, right? You were talking mm-hmm. earlier about this this uh, process of making of your PhD together with uh, with them to a certain extent. Um, how was mm-hmm. that perceived, or how did that impact uh, your PhD? Um, let's say defense, or the way the academic environment um, looked at your PhD. Was that was there consistency mm-hmm. between those two perspectives, or did you experience also some
1: struggles? I don't think I experienced any any struggles there, but but of course, um, people were. In, in my department, were were also asking about my position um, because I was actually as an industrial PhD, mm-hmm. you are hired in the company. So how to make a critical, uh, uh distanced analysis of an organization if you're if they pay yeah. your salary? <laughs> so so I think so so for me it was very important from the beginning to to. To, to like make an agreement, as I mentioned before, that okay, I'm not an, mm. a consultant working in the organization. Yes, I participate in different projects. I'm a form of a resource in, in that way. but, but still I, I really need time to, to, to also distance myself from the organization to analyze the, the data that I have to reflect and also to write my PhD. And so, so instead of, you know, traditionally people mm-hmm. have maybe done their fieldwork work abroad. Uh, I've also been working in Venezuela. I did uh, my field work in political organization and Bolivarian revolution of Hugo Chavez. Mm-hmm. And then you go back. I came back to Denmark mm-hmm. to analyze my data. But actually here I did my studies in Denmark and I, I, I Went to Stanford University and to Auckland University. So I, I, I left, so to speak, my my, my home country yeah. to do my analysis because I really needed to get away because they wanted more. They mm. wanted more time, more 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 resource, or more t- more of my time in the in the different projects. Um, mm. So yeah. in that sense, it was important also to have the time and to find a space to reflect to to write up. But but I don't think. I, was, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't experience that many uh, problems um, with, uh, with academia in, the, in, in this sense. So, so, yes, we had some discussions yeah. of how to balance, as, as we talked about before, how to balance this, these kinds of interests. But I think it's something that we, uh, yeah. we experience yeah. in, in all kinds of field work. Uh, it's not only mm-hmm. in organizations, but people that we study or, or the fields that we work in, they will have different kinds of interests in in when when interacting or when when having anthropologists as part of of, of your degree. yeah
0: and and after this pug you, you are kind of still active in the space of collaboration between industry and university right um we've seen that you're involved yeah you're involved in projects oh, yeah. like Smart Cities Accelerator and COMPASS. Um, maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. Like, how how are these collaborations mm-hmm. going? And
1: so, so after my PhD, mm-hmm. I, I got my, my my postdoc, and also now uh, my my tenure track. So, so here I work in in um, in two projects in the COMPASS project, uh, which is a collaboration uh, with different kinds of. Um, environmental organizations, movements, and we try to understand how how these movements influence environmental behavior, social norms, social institutions in, in, in the Danish society. And our aim is twofold. So it's the same thing that we 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 want to do research, we want to explore how environmental communities are created, how they influence behavior, how they spread into society. But we also as part of our collaboration with some of these associations, uh, with civil society in this, in this case, we try to, to inspire other people to, yeah, to reduce their ecological footprints, for example. Um, so a very concrete example of, of doing things together is that we have actually written a book for civil society and for policymakers in Denmark, together with our interlocutors, so normally, when we talk about collaboration within anthropology, at least from, from my position in, in academia, mm. it's very much, okay, we can do something when we are in the field. But, but then it ends when you, okay, now, goodbye, we start our analysis and we reflect, and maybe we'll share some of our insights with you later on. But what we, what we try to do here is to to write together, to co-author uh, a book, uh, a more practical book uh, in for civil society and policymakers, And I think this, this writing together was also something which I learned a lot from. So during the writing process, we have debated different insights, different learnings, different recommendations mm-hmm. with uh, the people working in these asso- associations. And I think that was, that was actually in itself a very collaborative and creative process um, and, and hopefully, this book that we've we, we've we've published now uh, would would inspire other people to to or at least um, yeah give some inspiration for 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 the ways that people mm-hmm. these associations work or ecovillages, We also work with ecovillages. and at the same time, it has also been an empirical outset for a more research based book which we have recently published. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, it was recently published by Routledge, The Role of Non-State Actors mm. in the Green Transition. So, so I think that was really, that has been a productive collaboration, not only during our fieldwork, but actually also when writing mm. um, our books. And we've also actually, after this, we were part of what is called the People's Party in, here in Denmark, in Bornholm, an, an island here in, in Denmark, where we did our solution lab. Um, or the book lounge and a poster session with civil society so we had this public workshop where we talked about eco villages future sustainable societies and other thing other things so so again uh, actually we we try to create this transdisciplinary community between our interlocutors and us researchers
0: how have you found this process of working with other disciplines and other types of expertise than your own
1: well in 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 our compass project we've worked within social sciences. So so anthropologists within social sciences and with political scientists and that's been I think that sociologists political scientists and and it's been it, that's been really great. Um so I've been I've been I've, I've yeah we've 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 our discussions during our our meetings have have been I think broader and we've got other perspectives on on some of the things that we study. But but I was I've also worked in the other project that we talked about or or you asked about the smart cities accelerator project with uh, researchers from from the DTU the Danish Technical University um, and that's that's been that's been I think it's been great and but it's also been uh, uh, a challenge sometimes so so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 yeah. I think. Um, when, yeah. you, when you are involved with engineers, mathematicians and computer sciences, uh, you need to, hmm. to, first of all, um, be very open for other uh, disciplines and you need to accept that people <laughs> see the world differently from, from, from what you do. So, so, so I also um, – so, so, I don't – actually, I think it's important when you go into these kind of, of collaborations – that, yes, you're an anthropologist. Yes, you're a researcher from, from a university and you have certain approaches, you have certain methods and certain ideas. Uh, but to be very open and actually yeah. go into such kind of collaboration.
0: Yeah. wouldn't that come natural um, to an anthropologist? So that's just by the definition of what anthropology is and does with ethnography?
1: Yeah, you're, yes, you're right. But, but also when you go into mm. the... Uh, when you work with other researchers sometimes you <laughs> people or some i think myself included we can be very um, focused on okay mm-hmm. now uh, we have certain ideas of what is yeah. what is science what is anthropology, and, and how to work as scientists so so it's different from or it it sometimes it's different when you when you are in the field and you're very open and you try to understand yeah. what's going on there and then you come into university and everything changes but in this case it's it's also important to be yeah. open within the academic um, uh, world uh, yeah so so i actually i think that that i think that actually something important in 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 what we've also learned Okay, we've we've developed different things in this project, and and it's made. Mm. We, we, you know, we talk about impact and how to influence, uh, how to work with municipalities, for example, in society, and how to try to integrate different technologies and in, in buildings, etc. That's one thing. That's fine, but but I think something which has been important for our work, and maybe actually something which stands in contrast to science policy visions mm. of. Of the triple helix idea, for example, of, of that kind of collaborations you converge into new innovative uh, consensus spaces, etc that's fine, but, but I think the most important thing that we've learned is that we, as anthropological researchers, while engaging with these disciplines, different organizational fields, have also established a self awareness of our own discipline. So when we meet people. From other institutional disciplinary field, um, yeah, we also yeah. open a space where we see ourselves in relation to yeah, the others. So, so, I, I, and that's also, mm. I think, while engaging with other disciplines, we experience this kind of uh, reflection, self awareness of what it is to be an anthropologist, and that 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 something which we also try to do during our teaching of of, of students. So, so that's another area where we've involved our hmm. students in collaborations yeah. with industry
0: i wonder if so you know about the people well. project yeah it's, it's it's a project that uh is aiming to kind of strengthen the collaboration so, you know, between academia and industry um and they they run for three years in three uh, countries and um, ah, in that particular project they try to understand you know how can we as academic space get closer to industry and help our students but also the industry itself Um, understand what anthropology is and how or or how ethnography can be of help and in that particular project one of the things that struck me uh talking on the podcast with um with some of the organizers was how time intensive the project was on the professors themselves on the supervisors of the students um so i (laughs) i I, oh yes what it means for uh the space of academia and how do you define your work there? So I was wondering, uh, how have you experienced this in these projects of uh, collaboration mm. between students' mm. work and industry? What's the role of the tutor, the supervisor? How are they involved?
1: Uh, I, I agree. It's it's extremely time mm. consuming to 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 develop these kind of courses because yeah, um, you also need to do a lot of networking and coordinating um, between uh first of all when you when you when you create or when you try to establish these um courses you mm. need like um a collaborator a private or a public partner and and here you need to develop some kind of of, of cases and some kind of agreement of of how how to to, to, to collaborate during the, the project and also of course during the the, the teaching course um it's also important mm. that how do you coordinate between the students and the people working for example in an organization so so what we've so yes it's, it's it is time consuming but but i also think it's very rewarding uh, not only for yeah. the students but also i think for the partners and also for me as, an, as a teacher as, as a teacher as and also as a uh, researcher what I've done the last couple of years is to um, actually involve some of my research projects because, as mentioned, I have both this like research-based mm-hmm. um, uh, approach but also a more practically applied approach. So I've involved some of the mm-hmm. partners in our research projects into the teaching course. So it's yes, it's teaching-based research. Uh, and, um, and in a sense, the students actually work with some of the st- some of the same uh, problem statements that I work with, so I can I can integrate some of the work of the students also in my research. So so that's a way also to to mm-hmm. to to see a lot of value in this as a researcher. So maybe I should just just very briefly mm-hmm. uh, tell you what it what what it is about and how we've designed this course. It is a master and bachelor course for our anthropology anthropology students, and we work with different themes, overall themes like innovation, entrepreneurship. We've also worked with sharing economy, data-driven design. So these various hyped (laughs) uh, concepts where the students in what we call these design anthropological processes work with um case challenges posed by a private company or public partner right so i think this is this is quite typical to these kind of courses right so we mm-hmm. work with different companies small companies like restaurant noma a quite, quite famous restaurant here in Copenhagen also large companies like leo pharma a pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. a large company in denmark we work with municipalities as well so over fourteen weeks, the students work with this challenge posed by the company. But it's important for me, and also I think for the students, that they have an opportunity to deconstruct from the beginning the the challenge or the case, and to make their own like problem statement. So try to look behind the the the, the case posed from from the partner, and this they can do. Uh, by by going into the field, so they have after the introduction to the course, to the to the partner, to the case, and uh, they they design their their project, and they go into the field and work. Um, and they do like intensive uh, small field visits, field work, so to speak, studying the organization, studying the market or the product uh, for some weeks, and afterwards they analyze this, develop insights, and they mm-hmm. share them these insights and short presentation or pictures for the the company. Um, and, and 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 I think this process is is rewarding for the students because they are you know we have a very also a very traditional uh, way of, of educating our students. So they need to read uh, classics in within anthropology, right? In in the first years. But now then after some years we try to, okay, how could how can we then the methods and the, mm. the the science that we have, how can we apply this to to to, uh, mm. to cases in society? And I think this is this is uh, rewarding. Um, and also because, of course, uh, uh, most of our students are not going to be uh, researchers in academia; they're going to be um, working in the labor market in Denmark or abroad. And and we also see in Denmark, and maybe it's the same in the Netherlands or in other places in Europe, an increasing yeah. demand uh, yeah. from both public but also private sectors yeah. for anthropologists. So, you know, of yeah. course, within areas such as user experience, human mm-hmm. technology interactions, organizational culture, uh, health and life conditions, etc., innovation and design. So so there's a demand for our students. And they. so we also need to 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 develop um, competencies mm. for them to become professional anthropologists hired in public and private organizations outside academia. I think our department has really developed this area mm. f- in the last um, years to improve our students' employability, yeah. providing them with, I think it's important, strong anthropological competencies.
0: Yeah. The Business anthropology, being so close to a corporate world, uh, must, must also struggle with relationship dilemmas. Um, how have you seen it being reconciled mm-hmm. in, in the work that you do, in, in in the context of this course, also by the students?
1: Um, well, uh, personally, I, I do not have a problem <laughs> with working mm-hmm. with, um, for example, a Danish municipality on sustainable Transition or energy systems or new technologies, or with an association attempting to reduce food waste. What I don't like, I don't see the problem. Of course, I I know what 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 (laughs) what you hint to, but I think that that anthropologists study all kinds of things, including corporate world. And Mm -hmm. and as long as I'm working according to like a scientific integrity. As long as I have a a, a form of freedom to do a critical analysis of the organization, share my insights openly, then I don't have a problem. And frankly, in our department, Mm -hmm. um, I don't see – no, I don't see this as as an issue. Of course, we discuss how to engage with corporations, how to balance different kinds of interests, as we talked about before. And we have to reflect on these matters. And we do this yeah. um, ongoing. And, and, and this is not only in, within business yeah. and organization anthropology. I think this is within health uh, or yeah, all kinds of areas. And, and we have different research yeah. groups. We have a research group in business and organization anthropology at our department where we discuss these things. And actually, we are hiring a new board, uh, business and organization yeah. professor yeah. So, so, and a new head of our Center for Applied Anthropology. So we want to broaden this area as well.
0: Denmark is, of, is is of, a special case liberation. to a certain extent in this in this field of you know how developed business anthropology is or design anthropology is mm-hmm. um, in comparison to the other parts of Europe. So um, I wonder if you can speak a bit to mm-hmm. that. What makes um, Denmark so um, successful, mm-hmm. maybe by comparison in this space in this process of reconciliation?
1: Well, yeah, that's a good question. We've had people working, for example, within. Uh, for years with participatory design um, and also with within design anthropology, coming from, you know, um, people like Suchman um, and and the people in, in Silicon Valley working with um, different kinds of companies. There were also Danish um, anthropologists and designers involved in these projects. And they came to Denmark with these new ideas. Of, of, of working um, yeah maybe differently also within academia. Um, and during as mentioned the last 10, 15 years, we've had um, yeah people, also uh, professors and managers at the Department of Anthropology who have found interest in this area. Mm-hmm. And of course one thing is, is the education. So yes, this is also changing, that we see a demand from, from 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 society to hire some of the anthropological students, and I think I think that's that's important that we also at the Department of, of Anthropology in Copenhagen that we develop our or that we educate our students mm. to, to to be part of that. Yeah. Um, but also that we do this in in a solid uh, or with a solid. Um, anthropological uh, tradition. So, so for, because what I also see is that there are, you know, user driven innovation and all these ideas of how to use anthropological methods within mm. um, design, design thinking, innovation, etc. That's, that's a huge thing. Not only when we talk about ethnographic methods within design thinking, for example. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not only about methods, of course we know this but but it's also about how can we analyze how can we reflect how can we deconstruct assumptions, how can we make new ideas, how can we find new spaces uh, new, new knowledge in order also to, um, to to make social change in our society yeah so, so yes, there's a more um, like instrumental <laughs> need because we need to to find employment for our students. Yeah. So that was one thing. So that's also mm. an important thing for the department, right? But there's also really, I think it's, it's essential that we as anthropologists, and we've always done that. You know, we had a discussion on, on impact a few weeks ago at our department with, uh, uh, yeah, really uh, acknowledged professors like Susan Wright and Kirsten Hestel and they say yes, okay, impact. Okay, we should discuss what is what is how how can we define impact also from like a social scientific perspective. But 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 listen, we've we've always been engaged in society. We've always um, intervened. Mm. We've 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 been part of societies during our work in different uh, areas in the world. Mm. And this is something wh- that we also take into our own society now, into the business sector, into. To, to, to the public sector, in order to hopefully, mm. in my opinion, also to, to, to improve some of the things, some of the more yeah difficult uh, areas, for example, within um, sustainable transitions and other things. so I think it's pivotal that, that we are part of and engage yes. in our society, and this should not be only in Denmark, and I, and I think it's not. I think it's not mm-hmm. only in Denmark. I, I see, but but yes, I agree with you that that Denmark has a tradition of, of yeah. working yeah. within this area. Uh, but but I also hear a lot from, from from countries like Spain and also from South America, mm-hmm. where I've done my fieldwork, like, and of course, of course, the Netherlands from Eastern Europe, from from a lot of countries where 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 anthropology uh, maybe not as a monodiscipline, but 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 going into these transdisciplinary projects trying to 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 create social change in society. So so I see um a development not only in Denmark but in Europe and perhaps also in other yeah. countries.
0: So Europe. So what are the subjects themes that you wish to focus now in your career?
1: Well, I think I think something which we've tried, we, we work with right now is um, as, as others do, mm-hmm. like um, Yolanda Stringer, uh, Sarah Pink, et cetera, but, but try to to, um, to design particular futures um, also from an anthropological perspective. So, how can we, through social analysis, predict certain desirable futures? Of course, we can't predict them, but we can make some social practice imaginaries uh, in order also to, to direct mm-hmm. different. Um, Developments and how are these forecasting efforts influencing research policy? How how does this uh, Mm. yeah influence the corporate world, etc.? So one example is um, actually a couple of days ago, we, me and my Mm. students, we were um, involved in the C40 summit here in Copenhagen on sustainable cities, and I had my students to present. To a panel panel of, of acknowledged scholars, um, different scenarios of diversity mm-hmm. in future sustainable cities. So, based on social analysis, on a desk research mm-hmm. data, short field visits, you, you it's it's you present these social imaginaries, you yeah. present future scenarios of challenging situations. In this case, nice, in order to provoke a reaction, in order to inspire a discussion, or to make spaces. Of experimentation, so I think this this focus on the future is quite interesting. Another thing, another thing which is which is I think something talking about these collaborations is that w- what we try to do is to establish what could you call them like experimental spaces between people mm-hmm. from different disciplines from different yeah. organizations in spaces where you are or we are not. So much controlled yeah. okay. uh, um, by disciplinary institutional backgrounds. So, mm-hmm. so as I mentioned before, yeah. I, I try to be in this space to not to be so anthropological. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, I, 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 yeah. If you understand what I mean, no, not so much a researcher, but a person being part of this team or this 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 experiment experiment mm-hmm. working on se- certain areas like sustainable transitions. Mm-hmm. And and this is the same which I see for our yeah. collaborators, for example, from the municipality. In this space, try to free themselves from certain organizational, yeah. institutional, yeah. disciplinary codes of conduct. How do we change things within a very strict <laughs> municipality? So we try to make these spaces where we can experiment.
0: What are the specific conditions that you create in that space to be able to do that?
1: Um, yeah, that's a good question. We, 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 that depends very much who, who's involved. Um, so I think we don't have like specific conditions. So you need to do this and that. But but we try to to, to not uh, to not focus very much on our our disciplinary backgrounds, but very much be open for 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 working on the specific matter that we want to to, to improve or we want to explore. So focus on the purpose and the object mm. of our work. So and that's that's the essential yeah. thing to do. And also, I think it's important, and this is something which is extremely difficult when we work in in in, in these kind of projects. It's to have time to be together, mm. to actually to go into these projects, not only meeting once a month or once. Uh, you know, there are <laughs> sometimes it's difficult because mm. the projects are large, people are busy, they have a lot of different things to do. But you need to be very much yeah. focused on the purpose and the object of your work and, and to work on this intensively together. Um, if not, it's not really, yeah, I don't think it's, I think it's difficult if, if you don't have time and, and, and make an effort. And another thing which is important is also to have fun. Uh, maybe it sounds a little nice. unprofessional. <laughs> no,
0: no oh, thank you very much
1: for being with us today. <laughs>
0: It was a pleasure. Have a nice day, Simon.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Thank you for listening, everyone. Follow us on our social media channels and look at the show notes for links to our speakers' work. Join us next time for more interesting conversations.